Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration. The 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading today talks about and when the Lord is Lord's coming, He is going to gather all nations together and people of every language and they will be brought together under one glory, under one reign. The Gospel today presents and people from East and West, North and South, they will be all sitting and reclining at the God's Kingdom. And there is also this challenge is that and therefore some the door is locked they were standing outside the door will not be open to them and they will be cast out into a place there will be wailing and grinding of teeth a man goes hiking he sees a farmer with two cows one is black and other is white. The man walks up to the farmer and asks him, what do you feed the cows? The farmer asked, the black one or the white one? The black one, says the man, I feed it grass. What about the white one then? I feed it grass too. The man shakes his head and where do they usually sleep? The black one or the white one? The farmer asked and he said the black one. The black one in the barn, in the shed. What about the white one? It sleeps in the shed too, says the farmer. The hiker starts getting frustrated what do you use them for? He asked. The farmer asks again, the black one or the white one? The black one. Well, I use it to get milk. And the white one? I use it to get milk too. The hiker gets extremely angry and yells, what the heck is wrong with you? You keep asking me which cow I mean then you give me the same response for both. The farmer answers calmly, well, because the black cow is mine. Oh, I see. What about the white one? It is mine too. <laughs> Dear friends in Christ Jesus, the black one and the white one, and here in the Gospel, Jesus is strong giving us a challenge, strive through the narrow gate. And on the Lord's Day, people from all language-speaking people, they will be one under God's reign, east and west, north and south, and they will be reclining at the God's kingdom, and there, there will be people, they will be cast out without being unable to participate in that banquet. And the reason because they fail to enter through the narrow gate. And there are 
two roads and narrow road and the broad road and the narrow road that will leads to life leads us to life and the broad road will lead us to destruction famous poet robert frost wrote a poem that closely parallels the words of jesus two roads diverged in a wood and i took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference the narrow road once we enter the narrow road that leads to life the word for narrow road is bit different it has the idea of being compressed was used for grape press it means to be skewed crushed to suffer affliction we must be willing to get rid of our back package repent of our sins bow down to jesus it's not easy being true christ follower because traveling on the holiness highway is hard and in the second reading today we see how god is caring about us and as the result he is disciplines us and he is reproving us in order to put us in a right path my son do not disdain the discipline of the lord or lose heart when reproved by him for whom the lord loves he disciplines he scorches every son he acknowledges endure your trials as discipline god treats you as sons and daughters for what son is there whom his father does not discipline at the same time all discipline seems a cause not for joy but for pain but later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it and whenever we walk through the narrow gate and it involves god's scorchings and it is painful and it involves suffering and just like any gold and silver they go through the fire furnace before they shining and we are called to narrow road we are called to take up a narrow road and that will result in leading us to life in the narrow road there are hills valleys and detours along the way it's easy real easy to stroll down to wander down temptation trail algagal avenue is ahead just of worldly way and prayed parkway leads to compromise court and if you are a believer and know you are in the ditch it's time to get back on the right road and having talked about the narrow road the broad road jesus is talking about the broad road is idea of lot of space there is plenty of room for everything on the broad road whatever you want to believe whatever you want to do however you want to live is okay with the travelers on this road we could and this is a dangerous road but it does not look that way that this avenue is user friendly requires no concentration requires no commitment just hit cruise control enjoy the soft and easy road 
and one paraphrase capture it like this wide is the doorway very pleasant is the path that leads to destruction this road is popular and accommodating attractive and indulgent but it is also deceptive and ultimately destructive one priest offers this warning the true gate is both narrow and difficult if your road has has a gate that is easy and well traveled you do well to watch out discipleship following jesus is difficult and demanding that is exactly what we were challenged and my dear friends and here as we mention the narrow gate the narrow road and the broad road and the broad road it's a kind of a cheap grace and the cheap grace means justification of sin without the justification of the sinner which means there is no savior cheap grace is preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance cheap grace means baptism without discipline cheap grace means communion holy communion without confession cheap grace means it is a grace without discipleship grace without the cross grace without jesus christ living incarnate and redeemer the costly grace is costly because it cost a man his life and it is grace because it gives man the only true life it is costly because it condemns sin grace it justifies the sinner christianity without discipleship is always without christ so therefore and it is very important that we need to strive through the narrow road and the narrow road ultimately the destination of the follower is life the small gates small is the gate narrow the road that leads to life only a few find it not too many people will find that a few find it those who enter through the narrow gate stay on the narrow road will find life in heaven there will be no more tears no more pain no more t- death no sin no curse glory is beyond description we will be in the presence of the lord jesus forever with the saved who have gone before us and jesus is referring to the life to come he will also came to give life right now jesus said i have come that you may have life life in abundance and those who choose the the broad road the wide open path those who go through the wide gate are really to use the title of song made popular on the highway to hell the book of proverbs chapter 16 25 there is a way that seems to right to a man but in the end it leads to death hell will be a place of unquenchable fire scripture says there is memory there is remorse unspeakable pain and misery eternal separation undiluted wrath and there is a saint who says hell is a real and every second lost souls drop off into 
searing heat of that horrible place. Do you know that Jesus spoke of hell more than he did of heaven? Why? Because he does not want us to go there. And my dear friends, and Jesus, he came to bring people east and west, north and south. And there are people, they were cast out of, into, into eternal damnation. And here there is a fine analogy to understand how long the long eternity is. Have you ever contemplated how long eternity is? And there is a popular uh, preacher who gives this beautiful illustration. You picture a parrot in your backyard next to a sandbox. Let's imagine that you could instruct that parrot to pick up one of the grains of sand in its nip, fly to the moon and drop it off. Let us say it takes one million years for the parrot to get to the moon. He puts that one grain of sand down and flies back to earth. It takes another million years for him to get back. He then picks up the next grain of sand from the sandbox, flies back to the moon, he drops off that grain and flies back to earth. A million years there and million years back. One by one, the parrot takes each grain of sand in your sandbox to the moon. When he is finished, you take him down to Key West, Florida. There you show him the Atlantic Ocean and the beach which runs along the coast. You tell him, I want you to start clearing up the sand on this beach one grain at a time. He starts there, then works his way up to Miami, then Jacksonville, Hilton Head, Charleston, New York City, Boston, up toward Maine. He takes each grain of sand to the moon one at a time, a million years there, million years back. When he has done all of that, you take him out to the west coast, from Mexico all the way up to California, Oregon, you tell him to take one grain of sand at a time and fly to the moon. When the parrot finishes with all of that, you say, I got another little spot called Sahara Desert. I want you to clear the sand off that place one at a time. When he finishes that, you say, three-fourths of the surface of the earth is water. Let me drain the oceans dry. At the bottom of the oceans, you have a lot of sand. Take all of that sand to the moon, moon, one grain of sand at a time, million years there and a million years back. When he finishes, if you could add up all of the millions of years it had taken to remove all the sand from all those places, eternity, eternity would be just a beginning. My dear friends, our salvation, our redemption, walking through the narrow road requires our earnest effort, our urgent attention, our careful self-examination. It requires our earnest effort because the door is narrow. It requires our urgent attention because the door is soon to be closed. It requires our careful self-examination because once it's closed, the door will be eternally closed.